Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Shin. And welcome to the Backstage Show. This week on the Backstage Show, we are welcoming two guests to our midst. With whom we have worked they're waving the, in the past. You can't uh, hear them. They can't hear you wave. You need to speak. With, we, who, with whom we've worked in the past um, on multiple occasions. It was a sarcastic wave. Oh, okay. I don't think you can hear the sarcasm either. So uh, we are welcoming uh, Steve and Renee Schultz. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't think, I think you'll be able to figure out who's who this time. Yeah, I, I think you're probably so. So uh, we've, we've known... Yeah. It's French. <laughs> so Maybe you, French-Canadian, I don't know. You've known Steve and Renee for as long as you've known me. Just about. And well, I've, Steve, yeah. because of uh, Death Defying Acts, which yeah. is my first community theater production, mm -hmm. Steve was the executive director. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I've known Steve for as long as I've been doing theater, because he was in the first show that I was in. Which was? Uh, that was All in the Timing. At uh -huh. Forge oh, Theater in right. 1999. Wow. So Back in you, the 20th century. So you have in common that our first experience is a collection of one acts. Y yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Your first experience was also a collection of one acts? No. The, oh. the, the, your first oh, experience yes, yes. Yes. Our connection me. to Steve is, okay. has yes. both been through a set of one acts. Yes. And Renee, I don't remember where I met Renee. I, I remember Renee being around at Forge. No, I met you. I met you after that show because I mm -hmm. came to see that show. Oh, well, and I go. and I probably said you look like you were having a lot of fun, <laughs> which we, we just, just talked about, about a couple episodes ago. <laughs> uh, last, yeah, I think our last episode. Yeah, but we, then, we were just saying like that that could that could in some circumstances be something that people say like, oh, you look like you were having a lot of fun because they can't think of anything else to say because we in the audience weren't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it could also be a genuine compliment because I feel like. Particularly with a comedy, if you are having fun on stage, that means it's probably a good show. Yes. I, I, and I hope that's what you meant. <laughs> I kind of feel like in that moment, because I have used that, I have used that in the past mm -hmm. to say, well, yeah. <laughs> I try not to say great costumes because that's obvious. The set looked great. I try to be really, really honest in my compliments if I'm going to give them, or yeah. else just say, hey, thank you for doing. Thank you for doing this. Mm -hmm. If I have nothing else to say, thank you for attempting. So to now everyone <laughs> now knows when I just hug you and say, "Thank you for doing this." Uh, no, no, your secrets out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not really good at dissimilating. So, Renee, I but, think I first. I'm sorry, didn't mean to cut you. Off. Right. I was just gonna say, I think I first met you, um, Hotel Baltimore. Oh, that was the first oh. time I saw you. Okay, think, yeah. At the barn, back in 2003. I think. You were both yeah. were in it, right? And Steve was there. I was. I ran through in yes, my, you in ran my, through in my shorts, and but I was the assistant, assistant director. director. Yeah. All right, so I came to see it because I was not involved with it, but I think that was the first time I saw you. Right, and then wow, then Barnum was here after that, and you asked me to step in a mm -hmm. couple nights for yeah. some non-singing character roles yeah. because you had two brothers who weren't going to be able to right. be there. I wow. I might have been the one to, to to say, hey, we should talk to. Uh, no, I I remember going to Glenn and saying, oh, he said, I have a guy. I said, okay. Bring the guy. Yeah. Bring the guy. You're the guy. Um, yeah, Hot Out Baltimore was the first show I ever did that I didn't have to sing. 
Okay. Wow. And that was really scary. Really? Yeah. So, uh... I'd have the opposite no. problem. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, no, before we get too far in, we should say, so, we don't specifically have a topic. So, what we decided we'd do with Steve and Renee here is we would spend an episode just randomly talking. Open and table discussion, Open table discussion and see if we come across a topic. And then, assuming we come to a topic within about a half an hour, we'll join you again next week. And discuss that topic. But what if we don't? <laughs> what if we don't, yes. Then you guys are out of here. <laughs> <laughs> then it's one and done, baby. We're get fired. The, get the hook. This is, so this is the pilot for us. Yes, it's the Let's pilot. See if we get picked up yeah. for so a screen test. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get a spinoff. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need a jump scare or haunting, because that seems to be in right now. Is it? What? I thought that was for Halloween. I don't oh, know. All right, well. That already happened. The moment's all passed. Right. It's December. Uh, well. Sorry, December by now. Well, it will be by the time oh, this airs. Oh, oh. Yeah. As always, we do record in advance. Yes, well in advance in some yes. cases. So anyway, yeah. So and there's also editing, right? Yes, there's really? yes, oh. yes. All those silences will be gone. <laughs> Nobody will have any idea that, that we were just sitting and staring at each other for, for I mean, at least five minutes there. Yeah. That was awkward. <laughs> oh. So yeah, Barnum, and then I don't remember what came after that, but we've worked together more recently on several other productions at the Barn Playhouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the last maybe... Three, three or four out of the last five shows that I've done been involved with Sound Four at the Barn. Steve was in, and Renee was in the last one too, which was it should have been you. Yeah. And I rarely work with any of you anymore. Oh, what's going You're on? You're busy being a daddy. Yeah, I guess I am. Well, that and you know you you have to, at some point, especially when you get to average, uh, just pick. Yeah, be choosy. That's what we were discussing that last week. Yeah, you pick the things. Pick the things that you're passionate about, and Mm -hmm. it's it's. I think it's some in some ways, it used to be you pay your dues and you get to be in things, or there used to be a home theater, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you would work your way up and then get to a place where you did the leads, or they picked the shows where you were. The person who would be right for the. I don't know leads. what you're talking about. I got leads right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but actually, I did. Honestly, um, it, it I'm sure when you're the right person for the role, you, you step yeah. in there. And I don't know that that that's necessarily any different now than it was. I, I mean, I, find, I still feel I have a home theater. I find that it does help to have a penis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, that, not that's that, awfully nice. Too. Not that you, not that you see that on stage, depending on the depending show. on the show. Yeah, <laughs> other than Equus, but um, <laughs> but it does. It, it it I I consider myself extremely fortunate that in our couple, Renee is the more talented one, and I am the one with the penis. So mm. we are. We are in 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 similar demand. That <laughs> it balances out. It, ba- yeah. it balances out that we 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 do get to work about as much as as we want to because she has phenomenal talent and mm-hmm. and I'm oh, and I'm I'm an okay talent but but I but I'm a guy. And, yeah. you, you and feel a uh, certain demographic need. I yeah. do. I, I, I think I do. that's particularly true in musicals. I, I feel like it's yeah. a little less yeah. true in non-musicals. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be, because you know. I've actually been asked to be in musicals before, and I don't do musicals, but people are just desperate enough. They're like, yeah, I, you can fill a space, and maybe you can carry a tune, so they'll come to me, and I've turned them down. Ditto for me. I'm yeah. not doing musicals. Yeah. <laughs> and you have perfect pitch, so you have no excuse. My secret is out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you really? I do. Oh. Yeah. So Give me much, a C. How much? A bouncy. A bouncy C. Ah! <laughs> 
Now you can all check on that, and you can give us an email. You can check if he's my off, pitch. If he's off pitch, give us Get an email. Get your tuner. Podcast at backstage.link. Or just off, go to our website, pitch. backstage.link, yeah. for further information about, about the show in general. Pitch. And uh, what, are you going to put a special feature know. on it now? Special feature, Jim so, and go to And go to meundies.com and put in... Backlink back slash, back for, slash stage. for nothing yeah, yeah, Just for fun. It won't get you anywhere. Yeah. But. You can buy some MeUndies. Yeah. So, I mean, and, anyway, and, I've done musicals. I've gotten it out of my system. I don't feel the need to mm-hmm. go back to it. I did do one. I did one community theater musical. I did, uh, I, we probably talked but about But you had a non-singing role, right? Yeah, I did have a non-singing I sang with the ensemble. I, I did not go to a single music rehearsal. His mm-hmm. mic was down, though. There were, we weren't mic. There were, I don't know if there were I don't know, I'm making mics, that right? up. Yeah, I don't know if they had them yet. Because this was at the barn. That was a uh, uh, wow. My Two, brain twenty odd six, I think it was, wasn't it? Twenty odd six. City of Angels. City of Angels. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the only musical I've done. All right. So it's kind of funny now. I'm getting the sense that collectively, I've done a lot of shows that we're just remembering. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to finish my thought. Well, okay. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> That's okay. Especially for a female who doesn't have a penis. By definition, I, usually. I, oh, usually. Wow. Let's not get uh, into that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. It just, um, it used to be you have to pay your dues. Now it's, there's no home theater, really. So you just go around and audition and just really hope that someone hears you. Hmm. See, I still feel like there are home theaters. I, because I know, I, at least particularly with Barley Sheaf, there are people who consider it their home theater. I mean, I consider it my home theater. Talking to Jim, he considers Village Players his home theater, right? More or less, yeah. or it's yeah. the place I've worked at the most in terms of. Well, but maybe going, maybe, maybe, home a, the, maybe home theater has changed. What maybe. what you consider it? Yeah, I, I mean, I to me, it's like if I'm going to look to do a show, the first place I'll look is Barley Sheaf, and then and then I'll look further after that. So that to me is the home theater. It's the first place you look. For my definition, home theater is mainly the area where I've established this, myself the most as a director. In this case, when I when I want to direct. So that's where I have the biggest reputation, so that's kind of my directing home. But is Excuse that the me. best reputation or just the biggest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I've only directed at one other one or yes, two other absolutely. places. I, I think for I think for some people that still exist, I think there's less of that. Okay. Um, that could be. And, hmm. and and I think there is I think there is less loyalty in both directions. I think that as a rule actors don't feel uh, a loyalty to mm-hmm. the place where they where they started and grew up to use a to use a term, right. um, and at the same time, I don't think that theaters as a whole and the directors who may be housed in that theater feel a feel a loyalty necessarily to long term members. Um, That's definitely in, true. In, yeah. in in casting or making uh, staffing decisions, yeah. either which I think is good, or choosing directors. Yeah. I think it's mixed. I, I think it's. I, well, it opens I things think, up. It, I think it definitely opens things up. I think there is an opportunity to bring in a, a wider array of talent. Right. I think it makes it more difficult to uh, to fill an ensemble, to get people to work the that house, to get to get assistant stage managers. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, like if you pay your dues, okay. Well, I'll volunteer to. Do lobby duty for something, mm-hmm. and then maybe next time around I'll get right. to be in a show. But if you yeah. feel like you're just going to go out for lead roles and that kind of thing, you might not be willing to put in those dues, yeah. and you need somebody to fill the smaller roles. Yeah. But here's the question, though. Like, you guys do mostly musicals. So do you think that's yeah. more of a musical thing? 
Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, th- I think it, so. That might I, be why I'm not. And saying. I, I think where uh, community theaters now are having an issue casting the big musicals, even the community theaters that can and should put them on, like mm-hmm. the barn, should be able to do Guys and Dolls or The King and I or some of the big classical musicals. Yeah, it's I mean, especially hard. given that that's yeah. kind of taken yeah. over their season yeah. to a large degree. They yeah, but generally only do like one, yeah. maybe one non-musical a year anymore. But, it's, weeks, but yeah. it's harder and harder to find the people that are willing to be third wife. Hmm. Well, and I who and sings I need... four or five songs because you don't have. Well, I think community the community sense. I think the but I think the issue is you, you say it's more yeah. of an issue with musicals. I think it's a a problem that presents itself more with musicals because it, especially the old style musicals need an Larger ensemble yeah. and and whereas a a, a straight show a, a comedy or a drama mm-hmm. even a even a smaller role can have an opportunity sure. for sure. F- to shine to to stick out to be the the, the scene stealing moment mm-hmm. whereas yeah. whereas for a musical especially a traditional musical you just need those that wall of voices bodies. Mm-hmm. and bodies and and dancers Pipes. on the stage Actually, dancers. That 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 speaks to a reason why why besides the time commitment, I can't dance. And 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 I do theater because it's fun. And to go to a go to a choreography rehearsal where I'm just going to frustrate myself. Right. It's not just it's about not taking it. a smaller role. It's not fun at all mm. to to go through that process for mm-hmm. me. Also, if you're doing a small role in a non musical, it's not as much of a commitment. You might have to only be at a dozen rehearsals until right. technically. And there's no music rehearsals and there's or that no music sort of thing. Re- yeah. Exactly. Whereas a small role, an ensemble role for a musical, you still need to be at a lot of uh, music rehearsals. You still need to be learning harmonies, which may be difficult. Mm-hmm. You still have to be going to choreographer rehearsals. So, so you still have to go to 25 rehearsals before you get to tech week and some of those rehearsals can be very long and frustrating if you're not a dancer or 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 singing is not second nature to you so so to put that type of commitment into it when you have either a family or an old falling apart (laughs) farmhouse or 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 a garden so to so to choose to to commit to that it's got to be important enough exactly and 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 so that is part of what having the what we've been talking about home theater comes into where where there is more of a okay I'm going to do this because this is my home theater and they need me mm-hmm. if you don't have a theater that you call your home theater that you feel an affinity to and a need to help out when they have a need if you don't have that draw I don't have the time to yeah. to do that so what's the solution well, part of part of the solution is recognizing that, and 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 as a as a theater, not doing three Oklahomas or South Pacifics in mm-hmm. in, in a season. But even one though, because uh, like Barley Sheaf, I, I always go back to that for my <clears> example. But they're doing Pajama Game. I mean, I, I at this point, this is old news because we're yeah. recording this well in advance. But they just had the auditions when we're recording this, and they still have two uncast roles, smaller roles in there. Of- that they weren't able to cast, but I mean, that's their one big musical for the season. To go back to the first question, how do you solve that? Well, mm-hmm. Salt and uh, Steel River and a couple theaters have already started. If we want to do a big musical, not a big musical where mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of people that are don't have leads, 
we're going to pay them. Yeah. They've started paying. Mm. They started giving stipends. And that is, I think, going to be the new normal. But that's going to be really it's going burdensome to be, for, it, for well, well, some theaters. And it is, but then I think theaters like Barley Sheaf, okay, you still have two un, uncast parts, then mm. you need to maybe reconsider how you pick your season. Yeah. I mean, it, it's they're, they're, at this point, they have reconsidered it. It used to be required to do two musicals in a season. There's now only one musical required in a season, and they tend to look at size. But, I mean, but at the even, same time, they've gone through stuff like they did Titanic there, and they were able to cast Titanic, and that's a huge cast. It's like 40 people or something. But it was new, and everyone wanted yeah. to do it. And, and maybe that's what they need to select. Yeah, you and, need, and they there was a different show originally selected that we couldn't get the rights for, so that could be one of the issues. Yeah. Well, but um, here's another and, question. And also there are very small, small mu- musicals yeah. that might mm-hmm. be a little bit controversial, but you could do them. Yeah, yeah. But do you think, with some of the smaller area theaters paying, do you think that's part of the issue? Do you think they're pulling away the talent? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so because not a lot of people know that other people are paying mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Nah, it was news to me. Um, Boy, we seem to have settled on a topic here. I don't know. It kind of just quick. evolved yeah. on its own. Didn't <laughs> well, and 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 and, and, and I, I think it's going to be harder to do the chestnuts, mm. the the yeah. pajama games, the right. Oklahomas, whereas people would like to, the opportunity to do Titanic. Because how many times is a community theater going mm-hmm. to do? Something of, yeah. of that scale, or even the smaller thing, you know, like a like a last five years or something like that, where you're yeah. only dealing with two people. I mean, yes. there are some really good small cast musicals out there that might be easier to cast. Well, and I think because we just did, um, it, it should have been you, and it was a it was a smaller what they used to call a chamber musical, I, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and it, well, probably a mid size because there were thirteen, I think. Uh, Not a compact or a subcompact. Yes, <laughs> it's a sedan. A hatchback. It's a, it's a sedan musical. But both both the fact that it's it's not um, it's not huge and it's not ensemble just just there to dance and sing harmonies. Mm-hmm. But the the people who are not in featured roles are still featured. The casting of it specifically called for double casting of of a couple of a couple of the roles, mm-hmm. and they got to. To legitimately do stuff, do fun stuff. Right. Everybody had something to do, it, 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 so there was no true just. And I, and I want I don't want to say just ensemble, but when people are making choices about what, how, where they're going to spend their time and yeah. put their energies, uh, a lot of people. There are still people who want to do ensemble. And, I've heard and, I've heard people that say they prefer to do that because that, I mean, that, that it's is fun their and it's less pressure. Yes, yeah. and they want to be part of a. Yeah. They want to be part of a, a, a community, you know, to, yeah. to talk about the community of community theater. There are people who want to sing the classics and and, and, mm-hmm. and be part of a group that is putting together this major undertaking that is a show, especially especially some of those chestnuts. Yeah. But I think I, I think there is still going to be a place for those and people who want to do those. Mm-hmm. But I do think theaters that do multiple musicals in a season are only going to be able to do one of those at yeah. most yeah. because there's there's only so much of uh, uh, an, an audience who wants to do those roles. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to the pay thing. Um, I think where we need to, everyone in the entire community of community theater needs to relook at is we need to pay the music director. 
needs to be a thing that is budgeted. If you're going to do a musical, you pay the music director. I know when uh, when I was on the board at Barley Sheaf, I hope I'm not discussing anything that is private and I shouldn't be discussing, but I know well, we had talked about... on the board about, of one theater. Yeah. I've been on the board of a couple of theaters, but when I was on the board of Barley Chief, I know we were discussing paying musical directors and musicians as well, because I know that's there are places that, that pay their orchestra now. Well, I also agree with that. Yeah. But I'm saying the the regardless of, yeah. of musicians, yeah, yeah. you think music directors? Yeah, I, yeah. music. Good. Well, there's something going on at the barn now where they where they're trying to find a music director because they're they're having trouble with that. And again, this I'm sure is old and news. And the barn but, actually pays yeah. their music director. I have not seen it. when I, I I've seen. Facebook posts saying we need a music director. I have not seen anything mentioning well, that they're paying. I don't think they advertise that okay. they do that. So, no. Well, if you're that desperate but, to find one, that might be a good idea to do. But I think it's a, we give you a stipend from right, our right. budget. It, it Because the way the, I think, the, maybe we should edit all this. Might vary from show to show. Might vary from yeah. show to show and the budget not, to budget. Not, yeah. but, it's not like a guaranteed sort of but thing. But you okay. can't, I mean, but Forge and barley sheaf the other two places that i put into direct yep. you can't say i want to make some of my budget, my budget for that yeah that, is, yeah, that, that is that is something that requires board specific board approval if you say you want to pay uh either a music director or a specific mu- musician mm-hmm. uh, yeah you, i think that's if come you up. have a if you have yeah. a show that has that has a harp part that is part of the part of the score that's integral. Oh, come on. It's um, easy to find a harp player. So, <laughs> so I think... It's easy to find a musician who's drunk on harp, but it's not easy to find, so he, find a harp so player. was it uh, Honeymoon in Vegas? That yeah. was like the one oh. pre-recorded track, I think, was yeah. the harp. So here we go. Sound clip. It's important to put into your budget or be able to allow theaters to be able to pay music director, mm-hmm. pianist. At least really give them an, that option. Yes. And yeah. A, yeah. And a really I, I like it that important... Way, yeah. uh, instrument like harp well and that's and that's there are there are bass or there something. are there are theaters that are, that that have that have worked at that specifically say no we do not pay musicians when when you go yep. in as a director saying this is the show that i'd like to do and and in part of my budget to is to pay a harpist or yeah. to pay a cellist uh because that is we cannot do this show without right and, without I, and I think for part. something like that i agree with you guys that 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 should be something that theaters do allow at least i mean even if your policy is we don't pay musicians if there's a show that hey the only way to do this show is with a harp with uh, I mean, a cello, I guess, is slightly less rare. I'm trying to think of, you know, instruments that you couldn't possibly live without. But, I mean... If you're doing Jason Robert Brown, you need a cello. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, I'm saying, like, there's yeah. probably more cellists out there than there are yes. harpists, is yes. my point. Yeah. But given that it is difficult at times to find a music director, I don't see a problem with your policy being we don't pay musicians, music directors, directors, actors. We don't pay these people, but... If your producer, if your director has determined that the only way to get somebody to fill this role is to pay them, then you should be able to take it out of your budget because you yes. put it, you've put a budget in, you've gotten a budget approved. If you need to shuffle stuff around or whatever, that's part of your budget. And another, and another, I'm sorry, another example related to that would be, uh, that I can think of, would be a set construction. If you have a really, really mm-hmm. elaborate mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. that like really yes, requires a very skilled master carpenter, that might be the kind of role that you know, yeah. this I mean, situation you're, comes you're up where you might have to consider for, hiring somebody for it. But if, if, you've got a, if you've got a complicated Same set thing. that's going to require like certainly like a, a fancy railing. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something. A specific you'd, set piece. Yeah, yeah, a specific set piece. You'd pay for that. So why wouldn't you pay for a person that you can't right. otherwise get? Yeah. 
the only the only thing I would put the cap on is you do not pay the actor. This is community theater. Yeah. You can find someone who can do that thing. Well, and having do, no, 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 well, you no, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I'm, I'm going somewhere else with this. I, I having been on both sides, having been on the on the on the creative side and and on the business side, I understand why boards want to avoid precedent and going down a slippery slope of, mm-hmm. of, of who you pay because one of the things that community theater does is provide both entertainment and education at a accessible price you know tickets ticket range right. is is 12 to 20 dollars in, mm-hmm. in in most cases and you want to be able to continue to offer that to the community to to come to your come to your uh, your local theater and, and and see these things so you don't want to price yourself out of the business right and you don't want to say we are now the theater that pays musicians or we are now the theater that that pays for for somebody to come in and build a set at the same time you have to you have to trust your creative staff to say okay you're giving me a budget of x this is how i am going to right. to spend it and if that director producer team decides that i am going to do this in a black box and i am not doing a set at all but i do feel that a a maestro level, level cellist is important to the mood of the piece, and and I want to guarantee that I'm going to have somebody there for for two weeks of, of rehearsal and the entire run. And in order to do that, I need to pay a cellist a thousand dollars, who's going to commit to me. Then then they should have the leeway, the leeway yeah. to to do yeah. that if that's yeah. what they feel. That is basically comes to down to let the show. director direct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I I also feel, and this is a, this is a whole other topic we can we can go down. That I don't think that theaters do enough to make a director producer team say this is my vision for the show. They mm. give there's a lot of different ways in which shows are given to directors. And yeah, and, we, and we've gone down that, that road a little bit in, in the past on this uh, podcast because there the, the way the different theaters select things a lot of. Theaters select shows and then directors for those shows. Some of them, you know, that that's one of the reasons. And I, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I don't know how many times at this point that I really like the way Barley Sheaf does things, where the directors present their shows and their vision for the show yeah. to the the entire membership, and the mm-hmm. membership votes. So. I, I I like having having been involved in in the behind the scenes process at at both uh, Forge and the Barn. I mm-hmm. like aspects of how both organizations do it. Yep. I like that Forge picks the shows so that so that they're looking at a season as a whole and then they and then they put that out to to directors. Um, I like how the barn has directors submit yep. um, because then you get directors who are who are committed to this is Probably this is something right this is yeah, a, this is something kind of a hybrid a, of that, this is yeah. something I have a, a, a passion for. Yep. I like I like the show and I have a vision for it. But I do think that both Systems allow too much of uh, of personalities to get into. Well, we like this person, and, and yeah. we're going to give them their sh- their show. And that's a certain. There's a risk of that even at Barley Sheaf, where there's a certain level of popularity contest, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I know I've run into that before, where you know I, I do my best to to pull back when I when I'm voting or even when I'm presenting to be like, okay, I want this to be the fairest possible process and I want everybody to have the best chance and when they start changing things like oh it's a tie vote so maybe you want to 
now yeah. submit to this slot instead because and it gets messy i guess is one way mm-hmm. to put it uh and i know i've upset people in the past because i've been like oh no wait but this isn't how we've done things in the past why are we setting this new rule now but they do for the most part at barley sheaf it's people who are passionate about doing the shows that they do and whoever is in charge of productions it's their responsibility to be like okay here is the structured season here is the kind of show we want in each slot to try and get a cohesive season together so they do try to get a little bit of both in there but yeah there's definitely advantages to having there's definitely advantages to having a smaller group of people selecting where it's kind of a similar thing to barley sheaf at the barn to the best of my recollection, it's been a few years, but yeah. it's just the board selecting it instead of the entire membership. Well, no, well, uh, the bar. Yeah, generally the, a subcommittee, yeah, but yeah. It's a oh, sub- okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, the, the issue with picking shows in any season is there's pretty much, there's no right way to do it. No, there isn't. Mm-hmm. There isn't. <laughs> that's, a, that's, Every, the, that's a conclusion I, I think mean, we can. I mean, yeah. I, I have done... Everybody have, approaches it a little bit differently. No. Right, I have been involved at the base level with Barley Sheaf and The Barn and Forge and uh, Alpha, which is not Alpha anymore. I can't remember what the name they chose. Uh, Broad Street Players, I think, maybe? There's no right way to do it. It's It's been the, the membership has a say or they don't or mm-hmm. there's a group or there isn't. And what it comes down to is what is going to sell. Yeah. I and, mean, that, that's but the no, bottom no, line. No, no, no. But, but what, what is your, what's your model? So you want two or three shows that are going to support the two shows that are just completely artistic yeah. and what you want to That's do. the whole thing. Barley Sheaf has a slot that is literally called the Little Gem. Yeah. So that's where they're like, okay, this this is going to be the challenging show that, that might be more of a take more of an effort to get an audience but it's going to be something interesting for the actors for the director something to sink your teeth into so that's we try to get that we've well, talked about in the past uh trying to balance, balance the um appeal to getting actors to come in who wants who want to do the shows mm-hmm. versus audience. balancing the audience expectations well and who knows what <coughs> excuse me who, who knows what is going to sell yeah. um a lot of I've been on a lot of play selection committees where the argument is made for, well, this will sell, and 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 people are bring their own agenda to the table, sure. and without any any data to back up what will sell, what yeah. what generally will sell is a large cast show because more people have friends and family who are going mm-hmm. to see the show. But but it's generally, been, but even that doesn't always work. It doesn't right. always work. Yeah. And those become the challenging shows to mount because you need to cast. If you're going to do a show of 30 people because you're you're going to sell tickets for 30 people and their friends and families, mm-hmm. you first need to find 30, 30 people, people to put yeah. into the shows. Yes. Um, sometimes it's a matter of casting the right people because yeah. we just did. It should have been you. And Chris DeMeo has a huge following and, mm-hmm. and, and a large number of the audience was people there cheering Chris on and laughing at the fact that he was wearing a wig and <laughs> and, and there yeah. are lines in the show about about his hair and, and mm-hmm. but as far as what sells and you talk and many times I've been on play selection committees where people talk about quote our audience and what our audience wants mm-hmm. to see and it's just something to push their yes, their agenda. agenda. Yeah, They're sure. saying our audience wants what well, I people want. in Phoenixville yeah. wouldn't like this, and we both sat there and went, 
We're in Phoenix. We're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. we live here and die. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I'll, I'll finish this slot with, with, with that, with that topic. And I always loved, uh, God love her, Jan Estes would, when I sat on a couple of place selection committees with her and she was unabashed about, about, she didn't hide her, her agenda under our audience once or our membership once. She said, I think we should do three tall women because I've always wanted to play that show. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We know what yep. we know what Jan wants. Thank you. are being honest. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I ran into that too in my own experience. As far as the the traditional audience expectations, or you know, they wouldn't like this, or they this is not going to overwhelm this kind of thing, and won't play in Peoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So that kind of sums up what we're talking about with that. Uh, which oh. is a convenient timing for that because we're about... Wait, what was the topic? I don't know. What was the topic? We were <laughs> talking about lack of a home theater. I'm not entirely sure. Well, we had theater. a topic. The topic was theater. Woo. was community theater. And I think we can continue or we'll talk about something different next week, but uh, we'll have you guys, if you'll stick around for a week. Sure. Yeah, we'll hang back. out here. There's yeah, wine. Right. I got a sofa Excellent. bed. I got go. a guest room. And, oh, and, the, and the wine rack is full. I think we can yeah. make it. I think we can make it a week on your wine rack. We're good. <laughs> All right. So we'll make a dent in that. Uh, yeah. If you got any comments, uh, unfortunately, we won't get them until after this is aired. But that's usually the way it works. That's usually it? the way it works. Yeah. But, Podcast uh, at backstage.link. There you go. And you can check out our website. 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 You can check out our website <laughs> backstage.link, and we'll be back with more with. The Schultzes. Time to open up another bottle of wine, I think. Woo! Woo! Until then, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and you've been listening to The Backstage Show. See you next week. Bye. The Backstage Show, brought to you by Zima. <laughs> Insert theme. We have a theme. We have a theme. You've I know it. you did. Jim wrote it. I've heard it. We played it. It's nice. Thank you. We can't be funny. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You're the expert. <laughs> you can't hear the air quotes. With. Sorry, I have a very loud voice. No, you're fine. Um. It amuses me in my head, okay? We were into Tech Week and we still didn't have props for the for the bar cart except drew had brought in a bottle of kettle one vodka from his from his personal, personal stash. stash exactly and that was all that was on the bar cart and i needed to start to deal with ice and working with liquid in a glass mm. so i opened and, and went <laughs> of, of breaking <laughs> like breaking a, the seal right. <laughs> and i poured myself some vodka in ice and i did this scene and and from oh, no. that rehearsal what? forward through the rest of no the run nap. of the show i i did with drinking vodka and the only note i got at that rehearsal was did you in my kettle one <laughs> <laughs> and i said yes <laughs>